This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hello, listeners. We're continuing our one-shot adventure, Blood Packed Requiem. Now, as Ryan mentioned at the top of the first episode, this arc features a really dark side of the Warhammer universe and includes some content that some listeners might find disturbing, such as enslavement, torture, and body horror. With that in mind, please take care when deciding whether or not to listen to this episode. And if you decide to skip this arc, we've got two other weekly podcasts that you can check out in the meantime, Blood and Syrup and Dum Dums and Dragons. And we'll be back with Valentine's crew in a few weeks. For those of you continuing with us now, please enjoy the continuation of Blood Packed Requiem. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is a special report on the repercussions of the events of Blood Packed Prison Break. Set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG, this report features Game Master Ryan LaPont and players Tyler Hewitt Laura Hamstra, and Del Borovic. In exchange for food and water, Flinch offered her eternal servitude to Throck, but whether or not her oath was genuine, Carl became suspicious enough to send a secret communication to their homeworld much too soon. This rash act caught Throck's ire and led to their gruesome torture. Now that Flinch has been marked with Nightlord iconography, will Carl kill her for such a hideous betrayal? Find out next in this episode of The One-Shot, Blood Pact Requiem. You were in the engine room of the Tenebrous Claw, having just survived your first weeks of torture. And Carl, you are attacking Flinch because that is the quest you believe the Chaos Gods have put before you. Now, when you say attacking, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I think just first and foremost, a point of order that I need to be cleared on. Uh, did my um, special knife make it onto the ship with me? Or would I have been disarmed of that by Throck? You would have been disarmed, but it would have been given back to you. So you have your knife when he unhooked you from your torture setup. Okay. Then I, I reach up and pull my, I believe it was my collarbone or my clavicle. Uh, Use your clavicle, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Pull my clavicle from my ugh, skin sheath. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I come at flinch uh, low and fast uh, just to, to kill. This is the mission that I have been given by God. Yeah, I'm going to say, Flinch, I don't think you anticipated that Carl's mission given to him by the gods was to murder you after weeks of being tortured. So, Carl, you get the drop, which means you are making the melee attack. It's difficulty two because all physical attacks are difficulty two base. Uh, You are both wearing rags. So there is no say, additional setback or defense there. So it's there. just, our soak is just our brawn then, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Flinch, you did see Carl coming at you. I imagine you are a trained soldier who would go for her knife. Yeah, I well, I've got my power stake on me, right? Uh, you said I got that back. Yes, yes, you have it. So that would be an option, yes. Or would you instinctually go for your uh, athame or athame or whatever you guys want to That's say? That's right, I, can't, I couldn't there we go. convince you of anything. <laughs> I said athame in blood pack prison break, so I'm going to say athame this time for fun. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go for that. Great. So that means you have one setback to your attack, Carl, because uh, athames are plus one to melee defense okay. while throwing down. Uh, your die pool, we will stick to melee light. Again, uh, we're using my adjusted rules that were introduced in season two. I'm just yeah. carrying that over to this. So unless it's a two-handed, big, chunky weapon, it's going to be melee light. And unless you're firing uh, last cannon, it's going to be uh, ranged light. Got it. Sweet. I have my dice pool here, unless I there are any other Throw yourself a boost on factors. there for religious intensity. There's no <laughs> question that you yes. think this is how this needs to play out. <laughs> I have the power of gods and athame on my side. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I'm going to roll now. Ooh, all things considered, that is two successes. Two successes. All right. So your base damage with your knife is what on your sheet? Just scrolling to look. 
Uh, I have damage six. Oh. He probably has more brawn than you there, Flinch. Oh, yes, so, of course. So uh, your base damage will be six, so he does eight damage to you. Ouch. Subtracting your soak there, Flinch. So what does that what does that leave you at just for all sorry, of us? Sorry, you said, sorry, you said eight, right? Yes. Um so I have seven left. Seven left. Okay. Flinch, you have just been stabbed by someone. Uh, do you say anything while you do this, Carl? Uh no, I don't think words come to Carl as easily as they used to. He was kind of a talky guy, uh, but he's been he's been put through the ringer. <laughs> Yeah, so he came in low, which means you got a knife in your gut, Flinch. What's your response as one of the formerly pacted, now sworn serf of a night lord? Well, I think I have to acknowledge that I'm now dark-hearted, which means I'm more cruel, callous, and essentially, or especially uh, vindictive. And so there's a part of me that's like surprised. And then a part of me that's immediately enraged by this and must stab back to kill. Great. Difficulty two, setback of one die because there is a knife on the other side of this. You're both fighting with ritual bone knives. Yeah. You are fighting with, just to remind you, a bone taken from your grandfather that was broken off of a church where he had been sacrificed and built into it on the Sanguinary Worlds. Correct. Carrying on um, the family legacy. <laughs> so, Mealy Light. Uh, okay, I've got that. Difficulty two, one setback. And I don't have anything else I can do, so I'm just going to roll. Let's see what happens. Three successes. All right, so eight damage right back at Carl. All right. Uh, so I subtract my soak from that? Correct. Oh, okay, we're fine. <laughs> oh, I forgot to subtract my soak. Oh, yeah. Last time. So I, I still I have 10 wounds like, left. Yeah, yeah, I was like, if I do this twice, yeah, yeah, I no, kill I you? That doesn't seem that. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you I'm said that. <laughs> I would have been dead next turn. <laughs> would there be any conversational elements to you, Flinch? Or is this just you two are now just knife fighting? Um... <sighs> It, you know, like a week ago, there would have been, but uh, she's just so angry, so ang like surprised and angry, surprised and angry has no words right now. Then this is just a knife fight. What we're going to do it's is we're going to speed, we're going to speed this up and this is all going to come down to one die roll. So Carl, I'm going to have you roll it. What right. is, and then flinch, what is your melee like? Because we're going to use that as your defense. So it's going to be his difficulty will be your abilities. Okay. Uh, I have uh, one ability, two proficiency. So one green, two yellow. Great. So one red, two purple will be the difficulty on this roll for you, Opposite Carl. Opposite way, right? I don't know the words you used, so you're going to have to tell me what's Purple one. is green equivalent to green. So one so it's purple, one purple, two red. Two red? Yes. Great. Yeah. Okay. So I have and those then, difficulty dice placed. Great. You've got your roll. Uh, I'm going to give you one boost for your hatred, and I'm going to give you one setback because your skin doesn't fit quite right. Right. Uh, I Now that I've taken damage, um, my bloodlust has kicked in. Uh, I do get to ignore <gasps> melee defenses once per fight. Great. Uh, and so I believe the Athame is providing one defense, right? That would add an additional setback, so we won't add that one. So you'll just have the okay. one for your skin problems. Uh, okay. My skin condition? Yes, that's what we'll call it. And then my melee light brawn, uh, like, attack dice. Correct. And then would either of you like to use a story point in this fight? Yes. A hundred percent. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like the runes in me, the carved flesh. I've, Flinch has been through too much to now be killed by someone who was her friend. This is oof, too much. Great. I'm going to say no to story points because I have to do this myself. This is that the task that's been laid in front of me. Mm. So let's uh, let's roll it out then. So we'll add one. We'll upgrade <laughs> like, the. you taking the high road. <laughs> upgrade the one purple to a red for Carl. The high road of murdering you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, the, it's the high road of the blood pact. It's still covered in blood. <laughs> 
All right. Here we go. Four successes, one threat. This is a what looks like it's going to be a brawl. Flinch is throwing down knives, like stabs are being traded back and forth. And it's gen- the, then one of those fights where you realize that one person is being outclassed over and over again. Flinch, you are trying to struggle, but Carl is faster. Carl is meaner. And ultimately, you're fighting to live, but Carl is fighting for a fucking purpose. And it is religious. And the intensity and the zealotry of this is terrifying to go up against. So Carl manages to disarm you, stab you. You're on the floor, and Carl is about to finish you off. Carl, what are your last words to flinch? Traitor. And a massive ceramite-encased fist hammers into Carl's back and hurls Carl across the engine room. And Throck is standing there saying, no, no, no. You are mine to destroy, not each other's. Try it again, and it'll cost you something more. But (laughs) today, there is a price that must be paid. And Throck draws a bolt pistol that is the size of a human torso and fires into the deck to your side, Carl. And at first, you think nothing happened, just a deafening bang and silence until pain begins to creep its way up your arm. And when you look down, you now don't have a left hand. It has been (gasps) exploded into nothing. Now, does my bloodlust compel me to fight a fucking night lord? (laughs) Let's find out. (laughs) So you have been injured. You have injured. This room has become a nightmare. No. Uh, What is the role that you have to resist? Uh, It is a hard, cool check. And do you want to resist or do you want to attack the Night Lord? (laughs) Oh, man. I don't, I mean, no. Yes and no. You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. In his sleep, maybe, yes, but no, not right now when he's awake with a gun. (laughs) Yeah, well, and to be clear, he's in his full nightmare suit of armor. He's three times your size. He's three times as wide as you, and he can summon crackling claws and already has a gun on you, and you've lost a hand, and you only got your skin back today. Yeah. Good lord. So are we looking for that roll? Yep, you're going to have to resist the bloodlust that is crying out at you to attack what a, what a nightmare phrase of you only got your skin back today. Just, what, just, just acknowledge. Uh, what, what's hard? Is that four or five? Hard is, oh, I think I told three. you. I think it's three. It's oh. three. Oh, we might not. Uh, I think we four, might is, not eight, four is ourselves. extreme and five is daunting as they write it in the book. Okay. Uh, however, cool. One of my lowest stats. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. All right. I have the dice pool ready unless you want to add any other flavor. Uh, Flavor dice. This is your holy thing. So I think we got to upgrade one of those purples to a red because it's your holy quest to kill Flinch. And Throck has now gotten between you and what the gods want. Okay. Um, I would like to use, if I can, for these kinds of checks, a story point. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because this is your remaining control. And I would give you a boost simply because you do, a part of your brain has to be screaming at you how impossible this task is. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. It's <laughs> like I've been you... given this holy, or whatever the word would be for someone who worships blood and death, uh, yeah, mission. It's, it's still holy. It's just unholy from the other side of things. Okay. I have to kill uh, this and I heretic give you. Then. A second boost. I think there's one for the fact that you're incredibly outclassed, and there's another for the fact that you just came off the torture table and charging towards someone who's carrying vastly superior weapons and you know what the punishment will be has got to also be creeping in from the side. Okay. Rolling. Oh, two successes. That's it. From a two successes, seven dice, two successes. Two successes is enough that you remain in control of yourself. So what do you do? Hmm. Uh, I, I kind of come back to earth, quote unquote, uh, and <laughs> the pain of my left, my, my missing left hand, uh, where, 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 where are we at? The elbow? 
uh, the wrist. shoulder, the wrist. Uh, when you, okay. oh, wow. when you look precise. at the floor, you can actually see that the bolt that hit the ground and exploded was further away from your body. You weren't hit right in the hand or you'd have lost significantly more of your arm. Okay. You would be able to, with your military skills, recognize that that's actually a disturbingly specific shot to be able to use an explosive weapon and only damage exactly right. as much as was intended. Yeah. Throck is still a Marine. I, um, yeah, then the thing that when my senses come back to me would be to immediately, like, my missing hand gets all of my attention, and I'm sure I'm screaming and writhing in pain, um, just clutching it with my good hand. Where yeah, ends. I would say with your two successes, you may actually stay more in control of that. Again, you're coming okay. off of a lot of really intense pain in a way that right. perhaps before you had had the last three weeks, this would be the worst thing that ever happened to you. This is still fucking terrible. Yeah. But you're in a new realm, which is why you have been changed. Yeah. Then I, uh, I, I, I grab at some of my already tattered fabric clothes uh, and just a very, very crude tourniquet pulling with my hand and my teeth to, to tighten the knot on my stumpy uh, stump. <laughs> and Throck just says to the two of you, work together. Keep this ship running. I will engage in my own obsessions. See you soon. And with no sound whatsoever seems to melt back into the darkness around Jesus. you and disappear, which is very uncomfortable because a moment before you could hear all of his plates moving together and you could hear the low hum of the electricity from his generator, but it can go to zero and he's just gone. Hello and well met. This is Sister Olianmina. I am recording this communique to humbly ask for your assistance. You need only to go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice for monthly tithes of merely $5, which I am told is an old Terran currency. You'll receive, besides of course, the blessings of the Emperor, which are priceless, you can also get exclusive weekly video communications, keeping you up to date on the inner workings of those behind the scenes who help keep the Inquisition's engines running, so to speak. Join us now at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That is spelled D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and may you always walk in the light of the Emperor. At which point, life continues. Uh, you are left on this ship, forced to work together under pain of death. Uh, one of you, a terrible skin monster, uh, and the other covered hey. in tattoos, runes, oh, brands. Oh. Yeah, isn't it fun? You're both monsters. Um, it's like that could have been either of us. Eventually, you will be in that situation where you end up in the same room. Flinch has to tell you what to do because, again, you are unskilled labor, Carl. And I'm sure there were a number of these that were very tense and perhaps silent, but maybe not. Uh, if we could choose the moment where you get to have a talk about what happened, when you are both in the mood to have that conversation, what is the conversation that happens? Carl now has a stump, unless Flinch... Yeah. Uh, in Flinch's benevolence, decides to turn that situation into something else. There are a number of tortured bodies on the ship that have had Augmetics parts that remain still attached to them that could be ripped off. I'm just flagging that as a general yeah, thing that exists. Flinch, historically, has taken every opportunity to replace, uh, you know, imperfect flesh with something better, even her own tongue. So, um... Uh... She would say to Carl, after after all the after all these all the, all these years, all this time, this, and that, and then just can't can't bring herself to like say anymore, um, and uh, and just says I. I'm getting you new, getting you a new hand, and uh, she starts to stalk off to get one of the augmetics to bring it back. And 
flinch, you come back with a hand. You found a pretty good one. Uh, this mm-hmm. is a a space marine vessel, or I mean, is currently and was historically, which means the serfs and the bodies that are around had really high level medical care. If you were mm-hmm. the personal servant to a space marine handling their armor and other things, they did not chintz out on your different augmentic upgrades that would be required over time. So there's a fully articulated hand. It looks like a hand. It's clearly metal. They're not trying to hide that fact. But it's also from an age of 10,000 years ago, which means it's better than anything you guys would have in the sanguinary mm. worlds so that would not have anything demonic infused in it. It would just be a clean mechanical augmentic. Uh, and Flinch reaches for Carl's arm. There's hesitancy at first, but Carl, I think now is of a mindset to bide his time. So he eventually relaxes and and allows uh, Flinch to do her work. All right. So so she basically moves his arms. Like there's a there's a table nearby, so she'll just set it on and start to work and says uh, as she's working says i i i didn't i didn't ask i didn't ask for this i didn't ask for this i didn't but you gave up everything you stood for all the same traitor priority one was stay alive priority one was stay alive we agreed on that we agreed on that. After and weeks you, of torture. You, you risked it. You risked it. You. You ruined it all. You, you sent the message. Us. You sent the message early. You brought this on both of us. Now, Ryan, that's like incongruous to what I believe happened. Correct. So... You are at an impasse here. So we can roll to see if you believe it, if you think there's a chance that Carl would listen, or would Carl just shut down and be like, fuck this lady? Uh, And would you just work together as, like, hateful, forced allies? (laughs) And Flinch is just muttering to herself, we had a plan. We had a plan. She's covered head to toe in these markings. I, I can't trust anything she says. Yep. So you yeah. two uh, settle for detesting each other in close quarters, blaming each other for failures and for flaws, but continuing to work. And that is what happens over the following weeks and months as you make your way towards the Eye of Terror and then into it. What you begin to realize as time goes on and as time drags longer Uh, And as the years begin to pass inside the eye and you see thousands upon thousands upon millions upon countless horrors as you travel between the worlds, some of them you can see from space are just acid storms. Some of them are of eternal war. You see a world where there are just people falling from the sky like rain and dying when they hit the ground and then beginning the journey anew. Just a countless rain of screaming souls. Uh, But Throck is both an incredible creature of justice, amazing at combat, someone hunting down anyone in the eye who breaks a bargain. Throck is almost a a figure who receives messages and is told of deals that have gone wrong or of choices that have been made or of people that have been betrayed. And then Throck becomes murderous, skin-flaying Batman to go chase (laughs) down individuals who have broken their word within the eye. Unless Throck does not receive enough messages. And then Throck begins to hunt within the vessel. Throck is also capricious. If insulted, Throck can begin the exact same pursuit of hunting someone down and killing them. But you begin to realize that he is high-minded when sane, but drifts into insanity if there is enough time away from creating fear or torture. And the greatest problem with that is you are the two people on this vessel when the cycle begins to ramp up. And you begin to realize, oh, the whispers in the dark, the increasing horror, the lights going out, the different signs are all leading up to Throck needing to torture. And when Throck needs to torture, you are the people on board who are tortured. Carl, you get it worse every time. As the months and years have gone on, it is clear Throck is gunning for you because you still believe in the gods. It is an ongoing war of wills between the two of you. Can you roll me either a discipline or cool check that will represent you trying to hang on to your steadfast belief? Uh, 
Yes, I have my willpower pool here, but what difficulty would you like? This will be difficulty four because we're representing a long time moving forwards under these actively hostile conditions. So four purples, no reds, nothing elevated in that Uh, way? I'm going to spend a story point to make one of them a red. Okay. Because I think this is not... Uh, not pleasant, and the longer you have been defeated by an overwhelmingly superior force, the harder it is to hold out on the idea forever. And as the the months have turned to years, your belief that anyone will come save you has also got to be drifting downwards because you know a message was sent. You think Flinch probably yeah. fucked you over and it may not have made it to the worlds, but that was your shot. Yeah. Um, I think I would like to use a story point just because this is all I've got. Yeah, do it up. Um, if I don't have this, I'm lost what's our story uh, point situation Ryan? right now uh with what tyler just spent you guys have two i have three we have two okay this is not looking good but let's roll could be worse three threat and that's it three threat your doubts have not broken through the bastion of your rage they exist. They float in your mind every day. It's gone from being a, a passive battle to an active one to hang on to your faith, but you're not losing. Uh, at this point, your skin is in tatters. Throck has taken it off of you and reapplied it enough that you are a wall of vertical lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, just top to bottom, Ugh. the scars have, have baked in very deep. Uh, Flinch... You have been surviving. Have you done any augmentic upgrades to yourself over this time with stuff you could take off of bodies? Um, would I be able to? Because unless it was internal, it would require like removing tattooed flesh from myself. Would you try or would you not? Hmm... Uh, she would take the opportunity to do something that would be small. So, like, her auditory, uh, passageways, if there were any upgrades for that. Great. Can you roll me a tech use at difficulty four? Yep. Whatever bonuses you got to tech use regarding your mechadendrites and anything else, stack that shit on there. Okay, cool. Tech use. Oh, yeah. Adding a whole bunch of funky stuff there. Uh, And I would definitely use my utility. Oh, yeah. uh, Tentacle. Okay, I will roll. Uh, interesting. That is one triumph, three success, and two threats. Uh, you managed to make the installation invisibly. So you now have upgraded augmentic ears, which yes. means you will remove one setback from anything related to sound or hearing. Awesome. That is of physical origin. Uh, having augmentic ears will not help you with warp-related shit, yeah. but mm-hmm. if it is uh, physical hearing... Actually, it was a triumph. You get two off. So two setback removed from anything for hearing checks, filtering things out, all that kind of stuff. Um, And Throck does not notice. You do try another one after that that's a little more obvious. Yeah. Uh, And it is. Yeah, she'd push it. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, the most disturbing thing is it seems fine. You fall asleep. And when you wake up, it's been scrimshawed with Night Lord logos, top and bottom carved into it. Only you didn't wake up. And you don't know how that's possible because with your augmentic ears, you were triggered to hear anything and wake up. But it's just another sign of Throck's power. <sighs> Carl, I also hate to say with the land of that threat, mm-hmm. Throck ate your eye. Ah, uh, geez, which one? The, no, the, the, only, the only remaining the one. The one that was good because yeah. Throck had said to you and he pointed this out that when he met you in the prison, he said if you let him go, he would eat your eyes. And he believes in promises. So you now have an augmentic eye. We've established Flinch puts those together for you. So okay. Flinch, can you roll me another tech use? Difficulty yeah. four. Same pool. Okay. Uh, one success, one threat. One success. Or, sorry, no, I lied. One success, one advantage. Ha ha. <laughs> Carl, you have two augmentic eyes. Uh, 
One of them is good. The other constantly pains you. Uh, but what it will do is take you to the equivalent of an organic eye set. So you're back to full vision. You won't have any negatives uh, in terms of okay. death perception or stuff like that. But your right eye is constantly bleeding. And okay. it hurts like a motherfucker. All right. During your time in the warp, as you realized that this torture was ongoing and continuing and that it cycled up when there weren't people on board, the two of you began to realize that the key to your own survival was to get other people on board this ship so when Throck needs to torture someone, Throck tortures them. You did stop off at Worlds. Everything with Throck, there is no instruction. Throck is never like, here are the rules, here's what you do. Throck just gives you things and then punishes you with incredible violence if you break rules you're not aware of. But Throck would leave the ship on missions to kill, dropping off at like other locations to pick up supplies, and you would just receive an update and a timer. And over time, you learned, could you escape on these worlds? No, but that was the amount of time before Throck came back to the ship. So that was how much time you would have to go get supplies that are necessary and to go collect these new torture slaves for Throck. What is the methodology you would use to get people on board the ship? Would you try to win them over? You know, Flinch, would you build technology pieces to try to trade to buy people because slaving is very common in the Eye of Terror? Uh, what what was or would you just go kidnap people and haul them in? You are members of the Blood Pact. Yeah, yeah. I think there's for Flinch. There's Flinch doesn't have a problem with like taking innocent, quote unquote, innocent people, <laughs> innocent from us in real life perspective, and you know, heretical <laughs> in that they're not heretics. <laughs> Great. Can you both? For your for your various kidnapping journeys, uh, can you both roll me? Uh, I would say uh, either melee, uh, yeah, probably melee ray, uh, like goddamn it, melee light, or uh, if you wanted to do brawn and athletics, I would accept either of those. I would like a roll from either of you, from both of you. I mean, and difficulty two. Okay. Uh, I will say. Flinch, you have two setback added to this uh, just because you have Night Lord's imagery tattooed across your face. Yeah. So it's really hard to get anyone in the Eye of Terror who knows anything to be like, I'm being kidnapped. And then they see it's Night Lord's and they're like, we will fight to the death rather than be taken alive for the <laughs> yeah. Night Lord's. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, I got two failures. Uh one advantage and one triumph. <laughs> wow. Flinch, you start doing math. You figure out how long slaves can last for. You figure out how... They, one of the big experiments you did was what if we can get a full complement of crew of 120 yeah. people on board because you thought that would buy you the most time. It was the worst choice you ever made because Throck became so drunk on fear and terror that Throck murdered the entire crew in a three-day orgy of torture and terror. And at the end of it, almost losing complete control of himself, Throck uh, ripped out your mechadendrite. Fucking A, man. Don't worry, you reattached it. Okay. <laughs> but what you did the math on was you realized no more than 20 people on board. Okay. That's yeah. the maximum crew of this ship. If you bring that many people on, Throck can't get into a frenzy. But there are enough people that you have a good balance between you and what's moving forwards. So, Flinch, other than that one mistake, yeah. you have not been tortured since the time you were carved. Oh, man, I'm on holiday. <laughs> you've been fixing the ship and you've been doing well Carl the result of that role of I did uh, brawn and athletics yep uh, is five successes one threat Carl you've done pretty much as well as anyone could do in this circumstance the ship has been well stocked on an ongoing basis the kidnappings have been going well and have been violent uh, you've been a part of these experiments. <laughs> and one time you even managed to save up enough bones and skulls to trade to get yourself a loyalist space marine who had been captured. And giving them to Throck to torture bought what? you the longest time you have ever not been tortured by the Night Lord. 22 days of a complete lack of violence while Throck took them apart. 
the two of you have created a ship that dropped. That Throck is growing to be very comfortable on. The sanity has been uh, more functional. Throck has begun to explain more of his cases. You understand the journeys that are going on and the rivalries that are being put in place. Just the overall context is beginning uh, to sharpen. But the thing is, you've spent a lot of time in the eye of terror over these years, kidnapping people, watching them tortured. years now? Oh, yes. And that's years that you have felt. So you have no idea how much time has taken place in the regular (laughs) world. And the eye of terror changes people over time. Which means I'm going to need you to roll me a D10. I have a three. Great. You now have searing blood filled oh, with your, stuff is your own hate, <laughs> the exposure, perhaps the gods trying to defend you from Throck's constant attacks on your flesh. Uh, your veins are filled with searing acid in place of blood, though okay. it does not burn you in any way. You are immune to it. Whenever you suffer an average or worse critical injury, so whenever you suffer a critical injury... Everyone who is engaged with you takes seven damage as they are sprayed in acid blood. Oh, wow. So everyone in melee range or everyone yes. in like engaged yeah, they, range? Yeah, they call it engaged in Genesis. But yeah, if anyone who's in melee with you, if you suffer a crit, bam, sprayed with acid blood. It would also be like, oh, if you're standing next to Flinch and get like shot and blood sprays, you could you could blast Flinch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Your greatest frustration that you discover is Throck has a a Bletcher's gland, which means he can spit acid out of his mouth that will melt metal. He is immune to the acid that is spraying out of you because his system is designed to protect him from himself. Okay. But that means you are matching your torturer's innate physical abilities, which is its own big warp (laughs) question mark. I love when the dice add to a story. Uh, (laughs) Flinch, what did you roll? Eight. Eight. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. You have a cannibalistic urge. (laughs) No. Blood and bone marrow have become as wine and bread to this character. And normal food no longer sates the hunger of your soul. You can recover five wounds and five strains by eating human flesh. I'm going to say it has to be a significant amount. Um, And if you go a week or more without doing it, then your strain threshold is reduced, but we probably won't really deal with that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, what was that? I can recover what? Five wounds? Five wounds and five strain if you eat someone. Uh, And I will say the other thing that that does is it is horrifying for anyone looking at you because your entire mouth now are rows upon rows of teeth. They grow around your implanted tongue. You have to customize it to work with it. But if you open your mouth, people see all blade like teeth to points. And there are at least three visible rows back of teeth that all interlock in a giant thing. So you can chew through bone. You can chew through gristle. Uh, you are not limited to having to like clean it up to cannibalize somebody. You can extend your jaw like a snake and just chow down well, like a wood. What chipper. I can say is I'm now kidnapping <laughs> 21 people and eating them <laughs> on the way back to the ship. Uh, and you are also of the position where you can eat the leftovers. If Throck hasn't made a specific oh, display nice. of someone, then you can eat their corpses to keep yourself alive because regular food no longer does it for you. You have to be eating the dead. Well, that's that's fine. I mean, I love blood anyways, right? Yep. I've always had a thing for it. Del, this you're going to be joining is, us in a minute. But you're already in the Eye of Terror. This so could true. you roll me a D10 and we can just find us <laughs> yes. something for you? Give me a second to get my dice. I know I ambushed everybody's with D10s in the Genesis system, yeah. but it's happening. I have this down here, but all right, let's see what happens. I got my nice, like, red and black. I rolled a 10. A 10. Okay. Tell. Uh-huh. You have wings. <gasps> oh, shit. 
Nice. Uh, you can decide based on your character's personality how it would represent themselves. They can be feathered or they could be like classic kind of like dragon or demon style mm -hmm. uh, wings. Uh, they allow you to fly. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> that gift is yours. Thank you. I love it. So oh, as you're so funny, as your journey <laughs> continues through the warp, uh, you are kidnapping people. You're partaking in the crusades. You're also learning more about the ship. You've had to build the armaments. All of this is happening. And over the time, you've begun to be able to trade, bring people on board, all of these things. There is one time where you are both out on a slaving raid that surprises you. Because normally, everyone in the warp is smart enough to know that you don't go hang out in areas where you can get kidnapped. So it is a... a people who make poor decisions die fast. So you normally have to really search and hunt things out. However, on this random space station that is filled with dark mechanicus and other terrifying hordes of beastmen and mutants in its dregs that you were ready to haul back to the ship, instead of someone running away, someone comes towards you. Del, can you introduce your character? <laughs> yes. So I guess just description-wise, you'd see coming towards you what would look like almost like a pile of rags and bones <laughs> and chains. So a very slow moving, clomping, heavy, chain swaying, bones hanging, and a, a figure that you realize as you get closer is very tall, but it stands hunched over. And as he turns up and reveals his face, which is has a big hood over top, you can see that it's it's a man indeterminate age because his skin looks very old like has that old texture and has like the age spots but the bones and the muscles underneath that skin look incredibly strong <laughs> and okay. his face and his eyes he either has bruising around his eyes or he has some kind of dark stains but his face looks like stretched out a little bit like the bones underneath the face grew and changed shape and are pressing against the skin and he's holding a big staff that has a bunch of bones and skulls on top and t heavy plates like random pieces that are hanging off of him but lots of lots of just skulls and Almost looks like a person who could have just been tortured. Like, you probably glanced over and looked at this guy and thought, ah, that's a dead person that's been tortured. And hmm. then he, like, got up and started moving over towards the two of you. Tiny man in big pile of garbage turned out to be big man <laughs> in outfit. Yes. Uh, and what do your wings look like? Yeah, so I think the wings are not noticeable at first because they are bat wings and they're very ratty and they just kind of hang down so you see like the edges of the like uh skin of the wings but trailing underneath all of these like raggedy cloak so it's just the wings are just kind of on the ground like twitch from time to time but at a glance you're like it could just be something dead trailing behind him <laughs> And what do you say, new character they have met walking towards them in the dark? He's he's walking slow. Like, even though he's strong, he moves a little bit like slow, heavy old man style. He's he's like, yeah. Hello, fellow travelers. The warp has told me to find you. I have heard your cries coming out through the... The everlasting warp. Yes, I've been waiting. You have a ship, don't you? I am coming with you. Well, it hasn't been this easy in a long time. What's your name, traveler? Oh, I, I have many names. I've spoken in many languages with many, many pacts. But you can call me Azrael. You are Carl Etigar, I assume. I... I am. Yes, your cries have been answered. I am here to assist you in getting home. 
Oh, really? <laughs> he, he just clunks his staff and puts a finger up to his nose. I have seen things. So very many things. You and I will have much to speak about. If you feel like talking, I always do. And he's like walking up past Flinch. <laughs> Flinch, do you have any reaction to what is apparently Carl's new best friend? The, this is... I think Flinch had really given up all hope. Uh, that... Like I think she'd 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 resigned by that point to the fact that this was just like her existence until she was no more. Uh, so it's a bit suspicious. <laughs> like, is it a trap? Is it? But if it's a trap, the trap she will not be ensnared. So. But she's also not going to prevent this from happening because she wants to know. So. She just remains quiet. And let's, let's whatever happen, happen. So Azral takes over the lead of the chain gang that is being left, like, led <laughs> back to the Tenebrous Claw. Uh, and you continue your slaving run and return to the ship. Now, Azral... I know that you are a priest of the gods, a, a wandering uh, chaos loyalist. What space would you make and or decorate for yourself on board, and how would you do it? I think Ezra would take some time in in the beginnings of just seeing how the ship is operating, seeing how things go with the people uh, watching, and and then upon you know taking all that time. Would realize, you know, Flinch is eating people. Maybe be like, mm, Flinch, can I have the bones from your people? I'm gonna take those bones and make little, you know, some art decor. <laughs> you know, some. But I think Azrael, you know, he he's pretty cheerful and also pretty, you know, easygoing. But also realizes like the the extreme tenuous situation on this ship, and so. Yeah, Flinch is just, like, waiting for Throck to find him and destroy him. Like, yeah. it's gotta would you happen. Start, would you start holding services, Azrael, for people to come pray with you to the gods? Man. Um, well, that's kind of not what he's here for. So I think it would be less... Sur I think he would be talking to Carl and talking to Flinch and like just kind of like getting the assessment but all of the other people who are coming onto this ship he knows that they're just gonna die he would like <laughs> to use their their you know entrails and things like that but he doesn't want to step on Throck's feet so it's kind of like mm, we're gonna see how this pans out because I got you know I got kind of an idea of how this could go but we gotta we gotta feel it out step by step <laughs> Can you roll me a... Oh, where's the sheet that I need? Can you roll me a perception? Let's see Let's see what you've put together. Or I would accept... Uh, could be charm. Or it could be deception, depending on how you feel like you would be fishing around for information on the ship. Let's go with perception first. We'll see. Just feeling it out and looking around what's what's going to be uh i will say difficulty two with a setback because flinch does not like you and distrust yep. you uh but a boost because carl has really needed a friend and i think you knew carl's name which i saw blow tyler's mind so it undoubtedly <laughs> yeah. blew carl's yeah. <laughs> all right uh let's see that would be okay so just two difficulty regular. Do you want to yep. upgrade anything? Uh, one boost, one setback. All right. Then I'm just going to roll it as is. Yep. We've got one success, two advantages. You put together what is going on. Mm. Uh, you 
They, there is not a great deal of secrecy between discussing with Carl and observing Flinch. You can see that there is a lot of tension between the two of them, the kind of tension that can only form between two people who were much closer and unified at one point. It's hard to hate someone that much if you did not know them very well. Uh, and you realize that, yes, the rest of the people here are sacrificial lambs. Can you roll me a fear check, Azrael? Yes. How do I do that? It is uh, difficulty three, and you go up against it with discipline or cool, depending on whether your reaction is instinctual or whether you're trying to like rely on training and focus. Okay. Uh, I just want to paint a picture of how not secret it is. Uh, Carl does not refer to Flinch uh, by her name anymore. He only calls her traitor. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. So three, and I'm sure using that discipline. First. Not anymore. It's just. <laughs> it's been years. He'll yeah. 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 I, this I is an old hatred worn deep. Mm-hmm. Three successes. Three successes. Uh, you are not afraid of shit on this ship. You wander around. You take apart bones. You've built symbols to the gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever the horror show around you gets bad, you seem to be the only person who is not succumbed in any way to Throck's atmosphere of fear or violence, uh, which would be probably very impressive to Carl. And for Flinch, I mean, simultaneously, not sure what's going on, but you haven't been tortured yet. So that feels like a math problem. That's like, yeah, Throck's just saving you for later. I, Flinch is bewildered by this. That's it. Azrael. Is there a point where you would sit down to, like, I think there's a point eventually knowing all of this that you would sit down to probably have a meaningful conversation with Carl about the gods or about faith. You've seen him tortured, as well as with you for a long time, and Throck is just not, hasn't made the move yet, and Mm -hmm. nobody knows why. Uh, Flinch, can you roll me a perception? Mm Mm-hmm. Difficulty three. I'll give you one boost because you're suspicious. Uh, Yeah, it feels about right. Basically, this is a check to see if with all the systems you've built into the ship, you can listen in on a conversation in a room that you're not in because uh, you're suspicious enough of Azrael and you're technically minded enough that I think you could. This is can you keep track of everybody where they are in this moment of what's happening, which is why it's not a tech use. You have the technical ability. It's just did you catch that this was the time that they went into Mm -hmm. a room together? All right, rolling. Dude, this is wild. Uh, Two successes, one threat, one triumph. Yeah, you've bugged the fucking shit out of this ship. So what I will say is anything that occurs on board outside of a room that Throck is in because you still cannot explain it, but the power goes out of all of your systems Mm. within like an extensive radius of his armor... Uh, you have what's going on, and you have a recording of it. So you could circle back. You can use it later for blackmail or evidence. You can do kind of whatever you need to in terms of audio. I'm just giving you audio, not video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, It also gives you thousands of hours of people being tortured to death. Don't know if you need that, (laughs) but it feels like something to be worth noting that you have. I mean, who knows, you know? Save for a rainy day. Everybody needs a hobby. You got to put something on the Spotify playlist. Um, <laughs> yeah. Azrael, you finally have a moment to talk with Carl where you've done the pleasantries. You've done the other things. You've got him alone. What, is there anything you want to say to him that's more significant? Perhaps signifying several weeks, if not months, of conversations. Yeah. yeah. I think he would have just settled down. I find a place to sit and he's just like, like a shuffling pile. And put his big staff across his knees. And your your little friend that you keep calling a traitor. I I assume she has a name besides that, but oh what what sparked what what sparked this traitorous title? That would be her betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> she betrayed yes. me. She betrayed the blood pact. She betrayed. Uh, I've got. I've got it written down now. She betrayed uh, Erlok Gar. Ah yes, and, and how? How did she betray all of these such very important people and things? 
She turned her back on her oaths so that she might be spared. Mm, yes, yes. What, what oath was this, this great oath that was made? She promised to serve forever and always Throck, the night lord who roams this ship and brings us from planet to planet in the warp. I see, I see. So, so the problem being that instead of staying loyal to this blood pact and Erlok Gower, she has, she has now said that she will follow the Night Lord. Yes, is that, is that, do I have it right? The only problem that remains is that her head remains connected to the rest of her body, and I will set that right as one day. Oh, yes, that's just... <laughs> It, it paints a pretty picture. Carl uh, Etagar, can I tell you something? Yes. Yes, yeah, so, so long, long ago, when there, when there was a break in the Imperium, and, and some powers that be decided to follow follow chaos follow the true gods do you do you know what do you know what the imperium told them you know what they said about them tell me that they were traitors it is a, it is a word that the imperium likes to use about people who follow the correct path things Azra, are not this always. is not this is not propaganda at work here this this truth came to me here, in the warp, mm. is the only that the the flame of my hatred for her is the only thing that keeps me warm. But the flame of hatred is also sort of the love that the warp binds together. These these intense emotions—they're all part of the same. You see, the warp does not operate in such. Black and white, such traitors and, and, and loyalists. The warp works in its own way, which is, which is why I am here. You see, if, if the Night Lord were, were part of this blood pact or part of this overall situation, would it not be that your friend was actually on the correct side? All along? Would it not be that all of your your fear and your anger and your love and your intense emotions are not all part of the same thing, feeding the same big fire, you see? It's kept you alive, yes, which is, is very important, but I think your anger keeps you strong. But you do not see the interworkings of the warp. You do not understand all of the things. You only understand what you need to. Yes, what are you saying? What am I saying? I just, oh, don't mind me. I'm just here, you know. You knew my name when you came on the ship. You said you answered a call. You heard my screams. What are you doing here? I'm doing exactly what I ought to be doing. I am exactly where I mean to be, and I am here to hopefully join all of these links of fate together to the proper end that is preordained. And that is? All of us to return to the sanguinary world. All of us? Yes. All of us go together in pain and anguish and fear and togetherness. You, myself, and the traitor returning? There are more than just the three of us on this ship, are there not? Well, the rest here are just distractions. You are not so you and seeing I can have conversations the big picture, like Carl Etigar. But that is all right. You don't need to see it. Can you roll me a perception, Carl? <laughs> yeah. Difficulty three. Perception. I'm going to upgrade one of them with a story point to a red. As is your right <laughs> to do so. 
I will um, give you one setback for the impossibility of this idea <laughs> to you. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, I've got my stuff in there. I'm good to go. Roll it. Uh, oh, it's a triumph. That's why. I was like, <laughs> one success, one failure. No, it's one triumph and one failure. Carl, you realize in shock that Azral is talking about bringing Throck back to the Sanguinary Worlds. Because if Throck is working for the Blood Pact, then Flinch is working for the Blood Pact. Perhaps not for that reason, but that's also a factor for you. That, yeah, I can't resolve that in my head. That if we were to, if Throck were to be brought back to the Sanguinary Worlds, it would be so we could kill him. He doesn't worship any gods he actively tries to beat and torture the worship out of you so you've got azrael in front of you so yeah. what, what do you say to this idea yeah, this yeah. revelation one might call it if we were all to return to the sanguinary worlds what would be his fate Carl just kind of looks around, knowing the guy's like, it's one of those like he's standing right behind me, isn't he? Kind of scenarios <laughs> where he could very well just come out and, you know, kneecap me or something. Um, so, yeah, he just looks all around when he says him and his. Ezreal just sits for a moment and we shall see. No, 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 that's, that's unacceptable. You have this sight of yours, this story you know the conclusion of. What do you mean we shall see? I also know the parts that I must play, and I don't question the greater powers beyond that. Azrael, you are an intriguing and frustrating person. <laughs> oh, thank you. We shall have a good journey. Hmm. Carl, you exit at the end of that conversation, troubled, questioning, not sure is what's going on. This is where that threat pops up because you feel a ceramite encovered fist wrap around your throat and slam you back into the wall and realize Throck has been waiting outside this whole time. And his the Vox grill of his skull mask leans down inches from your face, pinning you against the wall and just saying, do you think the priest is going to save you? Do you think he hears the gods in his delusions? Do you think that I can be made to bow down to you? <laughs> Let's see how this game plays out. Will you break first, or will the nothing? And Throck takes off and disappears into the night, leaving you there, realizing that there is a priest on board who has plans, and those plans may get you killed. There's a traitor on board that has plans, and those plans may get you killed. And there is a night lord on board, and that night lord will definitely get you killed. This episode of the one-shot Blood Pact Requiem features Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, Del Borovic at Deltastic on Twitter, and our game master, Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the one-shot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunderhorse by Damiano Baldoni, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and our Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. 
We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Spot Allen, Flynn1138, Alorraine Okapi, OMG, it's Big Nick. D&D and Things, Norma Byers, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, Mithrian, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. You found the heart! She found a key to the heart. On the quest of a lifetime, three best friends take on a harrowing journey. Your mind and body will be tested in these upcoming weeks, as well as your heart. Where more is at stake than a gift from the gods. Being with Albina and I is going to be... Weird? Not bad weird, just, uh, different. Everything's different on the water. When new friends meet, you have an office? Where do you think I do all the pirate business? Pirates have business? It's a parchment nightmare. And family secrets are revealed. We could be twins. Yes, I've noticed. This young crew of adventurers will learn what it takes to complete the deadly journey to the heart. It's not like an island could set a trap for us. What? Lightning fog? Are you kidding me? But is getting what they want worth losing what they have? I was happy with you and Charlie. Was? Look at us! How could I be? Journey to the Heart. Now available everywhere you listen to podcasts. Tune in each week and vote for where you think the story should go next. What we-